That's me. For the last 25 years, um, it's been my privilege to be in full-time Christian ministry. I'm the principal of the local Christian school here, and as such, I've uh, watched a whole lot of things change, and I've had the privilege of being able to uh, travel around this country and visit Christian schools all over the place uh, around here and have a little bit to do in helping some of them. And I've been had the opportunity to go to some of the uh, struggling schools in the South Pacific and uh, help them and things like that. And so I was looking forward to being able to bring a message like that. But my darling wife, who is a very, very wise woman, said, no, you can't speak on that. So I'm not going to. So today, today we're going to have a lesson on oral health. <laughs> you know, it is very important, very important. What happens when I take the lid off the specially prepared tube of toothpaste and I squeeze it? What's going to happen? Oh, excuse me. Okay. Actually, the other day, the kids at school came to tell me, and my, my children were afraid I'm going to use the same example. Because at school, they use the thing, and you, you get the tube of toothpaste, you make a competition out of it, you squeeze it out, and then you say, now put it back in. And, you know, the lesson is, it's a bit like our words. They come out really quickly and easily, and then... We want to take them back and we can't do it. But I'm not talking about that. Perhaps later, when I get round to retiring, I might write a book, Life's Lessons from a Tube of Toothpaste. Okay. You can get a lot out of a tube of toothpaste, not just the toothpaste. Okay, so what I want to find out is what actually happens. I'm going to squeeze this. I didn't bring a, a cup. I'm going to squeeze it. And, and what, what would happen, Peter? I'll squeeze it on the floor. What? 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 What's going to go all over the floor? Toothpaste. Toothpaste. Okay. Why? Oh, because I squeezed it. I squeezed it. Okay. Okay. Let's have another illustration. I'll try this. Now, I pick up my glass of water, and because I'm very nervous, <laughs> oh, I did this at school the other day. Absolute fail because I did that and the poor guy sitting in the front row went all over him. It was designed to do this. <laughs> and I thought that would be okay. He just dissolved. You know, the water just dissolved. He put his head down and he started to sob. Absolute fail. Absolute fail. What, what happens when, when I do that? The water comes out. Why does the water come out? Because I spilled it. I'm shaking, my hand's shaking, I squeeze the tube, I put the force in, and it comes out. Yep. Doug, why does it come out? No lid. no lid. Yep. I did hear it over there. Someone told me before. Because that's what's inside it. It is full. That glass, I went and filled it up beforehand with water, and so the glass was full of water. When I went down to the shop, actually, my wife went down to the shop, and bought the tube of toothpaste, we're buying a tube full of toothpaste so that when we open it and squeeze it, we expect toothpaste to come out of it because that's what's inside it. That's what's inside the glass. And so that's, you know, when something happens, 
we expect it to come out. All right? What about us? When people see us, what do they see? What do they expect to happen? All right? When we're under pressure, what's going to come out? James, when he was talking about the tongue, he said, a spring cannot pour both fresh and brackish water from the same opening, can it? My brothers, a fig tree cannot produce olives, nor a grapevine figs, can it? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. It's not going to happen. You know, Jesus, he often had confrontations with the religious leaders of the time. And he made a very simple point to them, but he made it very clearly. He said, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree rotten and its fruit rotten. Because a tree is known by its fruit. You children of serpents, how can you say anything good when you are evil? The mouth speaks about what overflows from the heart. A good person brings good things out of a good treasure house, and an evil person brings evil things out of an evil treasure house. You know, our words and our actions reflect our hearts. Not really our hearts, you know, our inner being. All right? that, that core of us, our words and our actions are a reflection of that. Okay? A bit later, when he was talking to his disciples about being ceremonially unclean, because they were very concerned that uh, they had done things wrong and therefore they wouldn't be able to take part in some of the religious ceremonies and things. They were unclean. So Jesus said, Don't you know that everything that goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and sits around the waistline for 20 years? But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart. And it is those things that make a person unclean. It is out of the heart that evil thoughts come, as well as murder, adultery, sexual immorality, stealing, false testimony, and slander. These are the things that make a person unclean, but eating with unwashed hands doesn't make a person unclean. You know, our actions reflect what's inside us. It's a, it's a natural overflow. You know, we get to the heart of the matter here. What sort of per persons are we? You know, what is inside? Because that's what's going to flow out, particularly when we're under pressure. You know, we can put on a mask for a lot of the time, but then the pressure comes and our real character starts to bubble out. This is one of the reasons, as a teacher, I love sports, because that's where character development comes. I'm a very competitive person by nature, and it comes out on the sports field or if I'm on the sideline. And, you know, it's, it's the same with... Our, oh, we had the young people round. Thomas invited the young adults round to our place on Thursday night, 
And uh, they were very raucous. They were playing a game. And in playing that game, you could see who the really competitive people were. Very, very competitive. It just flows out of us naturally. You know, what's in our heart comes out. Jesus made it very clear when he was talking to Nicodemus that we need to be born again. Not a natural fleshly birth, but a new spiritual birth. When this happens, we are a new creation inside. We have been changed. Right? That needs to happen. The inside needs to change. As Jesus was preparing to leave his disciples, um, one of the last things he said, that he would always be with us. Therefore, as you go, disciple people in all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you each and every day until the end of the age. You know, Paul develops this further. And uh, he tells us uh, that Wairua Tapu, Holy Spirit, lives in us. You know, in 1 Corinthians, he says, you know that you are God's sanctuary and that God's Spirit lives in you, don't you? You know that. And then he goes on and says, with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us, protect the good treasure that has been entrusted to you. Look after it. You know that your body is a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God, don't you? You do not belong to yourself. Because you were bought for a price. Therefore, glorify God with your bodies. You know, he's saying, make your life count. Elsewhere, Jesus says, you don't hide your light. Don't put a bushel over the top of it so no one sees it. We're designed to live our lives. And for those lives to have an impact on those around us, to shine. Okay. In Romans... Paul goes on, you, however, are not under the control of the human nature, but under the control of the Spirit, since God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of the Messiah, he does not belong to him. But if the Messiah is in you, your bodies are dead due to sin, but the Spirit is alive due to righteousness. And if the Spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, then the one who raised the Messiah from the, dead, uh, from the dead will also make your mortal bodies alive by his Spirit who lives in you. That's powerful stuff. You know, the Spirit, God's Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead actually resides in me. He resides in you if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. That is powerful stuff. Uh, that's better than dynamite. Okay, We are new, we are different creatures. We're not meant to be the same as before or like everyone else around us. We might live in this world, but we're not supposed to be like the world. We're called to be different. When we're full of the Holy Spirit, it's natural that what comes from us is an overflow of the character of Jesus. You know, just like when the glass was full, 
the water splashes out. Or when I take the toothpaste and squeeze it, out comes toothpaste. When Holy Spirit resides in us, his character that should bubble out. To be an agent of transformation in our community, and I believe that's still what we're called to be here, to be a transformed community. (laughs) Yes, sometimes it is like that, Laurie. Okay, sometimes we let ourselves down. Okay, but we're still called to that. To be a transformation in our community, we don't need to buy fancy products and programs or to bring in experts from around the world. Live our lives as the body of Christ and let the new creation shine out. Let's be those living examples. You know, our pastor's been taking us through the series in Ephesians and uh, the other day... One of his verses was Ephesians 4, uh, verse 1. Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, urge you to live in a way that is worthy of the calling to which you have been called. You know, we are to live in a particular way. We are to live letting Holy Spirit radiate from us. All right? Because that's what our calling is. I don't know if you noticed... Uh, if you pay much attention to what's happening in Australia, but they've just elected a... No, they haven't elected. They just have a new Prime Minister. There's been a bit of a a coup in uh, Parliament. Um, And I don't know an awful lot about uh, Scott Morrison, ScoMo. What a great name. What a great political name, ScoMo. Okay. (laughs) But I did read a really interesting quote in the Herald yesterday uh, from ScoMo. My personal faith in Jesus Christ is not a political agenda. For me, faith is personal, but the implications are social. From my faith, I derive the values of loving kindness, justice and righteousness, to act with compassion and kindness, acknowledging our common humanity and to consider the welfare of others to fight for a fair go for everyone, to fulfil their human potential and to remove whatever unjust obstacles stand in their way, including diminishing their personal responsibility for their own well-being and to do what is right to respect the law, the sanctity of human life and the moral integrity of marriage and the family. What an amazing statement. He recognises that who lives inside of him influences all that he does. And he's called into politics. We're called into all sorts of different things. That's awesome. I, I love what, you know, hearing from Clint here when he talks about CAP. Now, as far as I know, there wasn't a big job advert, advert for someone to run CAP and CAP's going to pay you a great salary, come and do this. This flows out of the person that Clint is. He started doing it. And he's touching lives. This comes out of him. The well here, that comes out of Anne and her team. That's the people that they are. And it just flows out. Their hospitality, their care for the people um, around You know, this is a flowing out of the people we are. That's what we're called to be. You know, Holy Spirit resides in us. He has more power than we can imagine. He can get us to do more things than we could possibly imagine. 
Sometimes we don't let him. But that's a different story. But we're called to live this light life to shine out, to be different. You know, one of my favorite passages in scriptures, because it reminds me of who I am, comes from First Peter. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people to be his very own and to proclaim the wonderful deeds of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and exiles to keep on abstaining from the desires of the flesh that wage war against the soul. Continue to live such upright lives among the Gentiles that when they slander you as practices of evil, they may see your good actions and glorify God when he visits them. You know, that's a powerful statement. You know, it reminds me of who I am, not because of anything I do, but because who resides inside me, who shapes my character. I've got to let him I've got to let him. And it's too easy for me to, to quell that. You know, We know there's a battle going on in our hearts and minds as the old way of doing things and thinking battles against our new selves. Sometimes it's just habits because we've always done something. It's the way we do it and we just automatically do that. Sometimes it's a bit more our, our direct will. You know? But we're called to be transformed. We're called to be new people. Okay, We need to be disciplined to make sure that we let Holy Spirit have the upper hand, to make room for him, to give him permission to actually operate through our whole life. Actually, I like this little part. You can have my Sunday and Monday morning, but actually then I've got to go to work. All right, And I take control of that part. Actually, we've got to give Holy Spirit the uh, authority to operate through our whole life. We need to keep reminding ourselves that we are actually aliens and exiles in this world. We need to live as the new creations that we are. Let's live as those new creations. All right? Then our lives will be marked with justice, the gracious love of our God, humility. All right? They will flow out of us naturally. You know, our, our community has... Um, Plenty of clever new ideas. Um, they have lots of activities. They have lots of programs try, trying to address a whole range of issues. We, we live in a fallen world. There are nasty, horrible things that happen in this place, in this world. And people have lots of ways of trying to deal with those. And there are lots of different uh, views on how we should go about making this a better place. All right? And there are some very, very clever, and I'll say sincere people around with some great ideas of how to do that. But you know, what our world needs is Christian men and women who will lead, live authentic lives. Letting our words and our actions be the overflow of Holy Spirit living within us. You know, when we are squeezed, when the pressure goes on, 
Let grace and mercy flow from us. Let the character of Jesus be evident. I'm not saying that's easy because actually I get upset when people make fun of me. You know, one of our greatest fears is that people are going to laugh at us. <laughs> That's why people don't like standing up in public, you know. People might laugh at us. And, and we react. But actually, let's give Holy Spirit reign to live in our life so that our reactions flow from Him, not our hurt pride or whatever. You know, we're called to live our lives so that we are a witness to Jesus Christ in our community. If we are to be a transforming community, the community needs to see our lives that are transformed. They need to see us living our lives. And this should be as natural as spilling water or squeezing toothpaste from a tube. It should just flow out of us. You know, it's quite a calling. Awesome thing. Let's this week make sure that we live our lives in an authentic way. Let's make sure we're spending time so that Holy Spirit has a chance to just infiltrate all the aspects of our life and then just live our lives. Let that light shine out into our community. Let us be the change agents in this community because it's a natural thing of what we do. Let's be the people that we are designed and created to be. We are a new creation. Let's live that way. Let's pray. Father, it's my prayer that uh, this week we would indeed be your people, that uh, your life would just flow from us very naturally as a normal part of our living Lord God in whatever we're doing that uh, you would flow out and that we would indeed be shining beacons for you, Lord God. We would be hope in our community. We would be the people that bring your love, your compassion and your justice to uh, this world around us, Father God. We thank you. Amen.